Wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. So hello, hello, hello. We are finally back after a very long hiatus that we took. I know that we said that we were going to take a little two-week break that inevitably kind of turned into a two-month break. I promise you that we're back better than ever. We have lots of things to talk about. There's lots of changes that are being made to this season. You know, hopefully lots of new segments that you guys are going to enjoy with us. Hopefully have some fun with us. I'm just going to introduce, reintroduce myself if you guys do not remember since it's been so long. But I am Marjorie. And uh, I'm going to let my two other co-hosts introduce themselves as well. I'm Alessia. Hello, I'm Grace. And we are the ladies of the wraparound. So this very beautiful podcast that you're listening to right now. So how have you been, guys? What's up? What's, what's, what's new with you guys? You know, I wish I could tell you something really interesting. However, we're now in our second lockdown in Ontario. Yes. I mean, you guys are in the Toronto region, so you, you've been in a lockdown for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um but we're just hanging out, staying safe, and wearing masks, because that's important. Honestly, nothing. (laughs) Like you said, we've all been locked down. We've all been doing our part to, you know, reduce the risk of COVID-19. It's been, you know, it's been tough, but, you know, happy that hockey's back. At least we have something to look forward to during the week. Exactly. So wear your masks, wash your hands, sanitize, don't see anybody that you don't need to see, and just follow the rules and then hopefully one day we'll all be out of this hopefully cross your fingers cross your fingers <laughs> at this baby. rate i don't know <laughs> like alessia said there's hockey to look forward to finally the season will be starting on january 13th so it is this wednesday coming up and it'll be exciting to finally watch some hockey watch some sports kind of take mind your mind off of things and there are a lot of changes for this upcoming uh, season lots of new rules um, new divisions lots of things to talk about the nhl season will be starting on january 13 this season will be a 56 game season so very reduced that worries me (laughs) very reduced and then we have some new divisions that we're going to talk about very, very shortly. We're going to talk about also what the league is going to look like with COVID right now and what their protocols are like and what their, what their teams are being forced to do or what they're being encouraged to do. And if encouraging is enough, we're going to start off with these new divisions. And now bear with me because I'm going to say the teams of every division very quickly. Hopefully I do not trip over my words. We're going to start off with the most exciting division, I guess, for me personally, I don't know about you guys. I think for all three of us. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this is exciting. This is so, so exciting. We're going to start off with the North Division, which is the all-Canadian division. So there's the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Winnipeg Jets. Now, don't say anything yet. We're going to move over to the West Division. So we have the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Colorado Avalanche, the LA Kings, the Minnesota Wild, the San Jose Sharks, St. Louis Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm surprised I still haven't messed up any of those teams. Now next, the Central Division, we have the Carolina Hurricanes, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Dallas Stars, the Detroit Red Wings, the Florida Panthers, the Nashville Predators, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because last time I said the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's definitely not, it's not baseball. Wrong league. (laughs) And then (laughs) lastly, we have the East Division. We have the Boston Bruins, 
the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and lastly, Washington Capitals. So that's actually also a pretty intriguing league, not going to lie. That's going to be interesting on how that plays out because it's pretty competitive in that one, not going to lie. The North Division will play every other team in their division nine or ten times which is different from the rest of the other three divisions who will be playing, which will be playing every other team in their own division only eight times. It's just really good news for our listeners because they're going to get to hear Alessia and I roast each other every time (laughs) the Habs play the Leafs. Which is a lot. (laughs) Nine or ten times, buckle in because it'll be a rough season for both of us. But honestly... Do you know how much fun this all-Canadian division is going to be? Like, we talk about the Habs and the Leafs. The Oilers and the Flames playing each other nine to ten times. Like, those games are so much fun to watch. I know we each have our own respective teams that we kind of, you know, look out for. We kind of pay attention to the most. But when Oilers play the Flames, I'm watching. It's so much fun. And usually this, like, this Battle of Alberta is, like, gets hyped up every year. And this one game a year or two games a year is super hyped. But now we get nine or ten of them. They're just so competitive and we know that they both love playing against each other. And we all know that there's always a good fight in those games. So it'll be really, really fun to see how that division plays out. Um, And like I was saying, the East Division is also another competitive division. You have Boston, um, Philly, you have Pittsburgh, you have Washington. You know, these divisions are broken up really really nicely I, I I say personally it'll be interesting to see once again how they play out and who comes out from these divisions and and how those play out but it's, it's going to be lots of fun and we're going to have lots to talk about I feel like the teams in the central division are going to like be really riding high on their egos here because they get to beat Florida nine times <laughs> <laughs> no 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 mean no meanness please it's not it's not mean <laughs> it's it's a fact or Florida they'll get where they need to be one day also in the central division technically they'll get 18 ego boosts because they also get to beat detroit every time they play i mean let's see if they this kind of gives them more of an awakening and hopefully makes them get pieces quicker so their team doesn't sink as quickly as they're projected to i know we could stay on these divisions forever but there's so much news to get through So next, we're moving on to the modified offside rule. So when I tell you I had to kind of reread this like a million times because I couldn't understand it, I had to reread it a million times. When I reread this, um, the modified offside rule, it took me a while, but I think I finally understand it. So I will be telling you guys what it is. Now a player's skate will not have to be in contact with the blue line to be considered onside. The plain designation means players will no longer have to drag their skates along the ice as they cross into their attacking zone. So I found that on ESPN. It's supposed to generate more goals. That's what they're saying and give refs an easier chance to make um, a call if needed. I don't know. I have one thing to say, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. (laughs) Do you know how annoying it is when you're you're in the middle of watching a game? The pace is amazing. A team scores and then the other team challenges it. And you're waiting there for five minutes, figuring out like the refs waiting to see what the refs are going to call basically on the play. Is it offside or is it not? Like that just ruins the entire, like, especially for the teams, it ruins the entire pace of the game and the momentum that they had built up. So 
I don't know if it'll increase the amount of goals, reduce it. I'm not going to speak on that. But all I have to say is that I hope it reduces the amount of times that we have to wait five minutes to get an offside call. I'm the same with Alessia. I don't think it'll generate more goals. I don't see that happening. If anything, if it makes it easier for the refs to call it, it'll generate less goals. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, like a strange, I think, outcome that the the league is you know expecting from this modified rule. Uh, I guess we just have to wait and see what happens with you know once teams start playing and have this new rule in place. I just thought it was interesting that they changed it. I never knew that they actually changed this or that they were planning on changing it. But let's see how it goes and let's see if it was actually worth changing. <laughs> Next, we have the taxi squad roster and goalies. So each team will be allowed to carry four to six extra players on their taxi squad. They will practice with the team and potentially travel with them if needed. This will allow teams to call players on few hours notice without having to worry about quarantining since right now we are in COVID era. And it's also perfect for testing out new prospects, you know, prospects that they have in the AHL, so on, whatever. And then lastly with goalies, each team must carry three goalies between their active roster and taxi squad. If the third goalie is on the taxi squad, then he'll be the only taxi squad player required to travel all of the away games. So once again, that's on ESPN. And sadly, no e-bugs this season for all our e-bug lovers out there. But once again, it's a COVID era. You can't, um, teams can't risk having people come into the arena that they don't know where they've been or what they've been doing. But the taxi squad is an interesting, interesting thing because I read somewhere that they're allowed to, I think, kind of move the players from one, from one roster to the other so they can move them back and forth if they want to. So it'll be interesting how teams kind of figure out their their rosters and who they move back and forth and what pieces they they try and which ones they don't. So I think the taxi squad kind of also allows teams or allows, allows the viewers to view what their team is planning on doing and what their thought process is when making up the lineups. This one's going to be a long one. <laughs> this one... <laughs> This one's our COVID protocols. I'm sure that everybody listening is like, please never talk about COVID again. Because I think sorry. every sports story and every <laughs> sports anything has been talking about COVID since March. And we are sorry, but it's important. <laughs> it's important because some of these rules are a little funny to me in the way that they say them and then the way that they enforce them. So first, coaches are required to wear masks on the bench. Not a big deal. They can survive. You know, masks are good. People also wear them. Thank you. And then when traveling, players are only permitted to go to uh, the rink and hotel, and then all meals will be served at the hotel. They are not allowed to go to bars, restaurants, or retail stores. They are each given their own hotel room, so no more roomies for now, sad face. Only to, uh, they're only allowed to practice at NHL-sanctioned arenas or practice facilities, so no rinks owned by third parties that have open skates, whatever, that have people coming constantly coming in and out. Teams are asked to conduct meetings virtually, and if there are ones that need to be in person, they need to follow physical, uh, no, why did I say physical distance policy? <laughs> Social distancing policies. I don't know why I wrote down physical. <laughs> when players are at home, they're asked to avoid carpooling to practices or game. They're not allowed to valet their car. Wow. First world problems. Oh, no. Am God I right? Oh, no. Oh, goodness gracious. Hockey players don't know how to park their cars, apparently. 
And then they are discouraged from socializing with one another outside of the ring. If they do, it must be socially distanced and everyone should be wearing masks. This one's the funny one to me, though, because it says that they're discouraged. So they're basically saying don't do it. But if you are, then do it this way. But I feel like they just should just say don't do it because they're giving them one option or the other. I feel like the the same rules apply, though, where like here you can't hang out with other households. But if you live alone you can hang out with other households just wear a mask so I feel like it's the same thing where the rules are so iffy and everybody's gonna find the little loopholes in them which sucks don't do that of course they're going to um and I think it's just like they're trying to keep them safe as best as they can but there's been so many COVID like close calls so far and there's been one outbreak Mm -hmm. in the NHL already so I don't know if that's gonna if these are gonna hold up or if they're gonna have to make the rules stricter yeah, stricter. I mean, the rules that we mentioned are basically kind of, they're very similar to the rules we saw in the NHL bubble this mm-hmm. past summer. So I understand, and we obviously know that the NHL did a great job in terms of like how they conducted their bubble, all the protocols they put in place. I think over the summer and now we're seeing the cases, like all the cases that have to do with players that are connected to players were more before and after like the NHL playoff bubble. So it's hopefully, let's see like the NHL continue that streak of like zero positive cases when they're like when they enforce their protocols. Now it sucks. This is the one part that sucks because I agree with all the protocols that the NHL put in place. Meetings having to be virtual. I completely understand it. It's the way to go. But you know, when you have like in sports, you're having meetings like in person, that's where you feel your team's dynamic. That's where you feel how tight the bond of your team is. So I feel like that like, in terms of like the players and coaches, that's the only thing that's really going to suck because wearing a mask should be normal right now. Like that should be something you have to do because like social distancing, another thing, that's something you have to do. So that's like the only rule really that's like, man, that's going to suck for the coaches and the players. But either way, they have practices to talk and to get that bond and that team dynamic going. Okay. And so before you guys keep on going, since I know you have lots of opinions, I'm just going to finish off with the testing. So players and staff are being uh, tested daily throughout this training camp and will continue doing so for the first four weeks of the season. And then after those four weeks, the NHL and the NHLPA will reevaluate with infectious disease experts and see if they can switch to every other day testing. So my question for you is, and we kind of spoke on this lightly, is instead of saying they strongly discourage these actions, should the NHL change their stance and enforce these as strict rules? especially since Dallas already needed to postpone their opener against Florida and the Penguins canceled the practice the other day as well. And I know that Columbus was also, um, you know, had some worries about their players as well. And Vancouver canceled their practices yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think? I think if we continue to see outbreaks and issues with teams, then the NHL has to just get stricter with the protocols. Like you said, instead of of saying discouraging, we're discouraging you from, you know, participating in like meeting up with, specific players if you do so so social distance that's yeah it's kind of got to be like no you can't do that I think that like the whole thing seems kind of silly to me it feels very MLB (laughs) so (laughs) last year when when the MLB season started during COVID it felt doomed and I mean they finished it they finished the World Series but it was also mess so this feels very MLB to me Um, I don't think that without enforcing stricter protocols, they're going to be able to make it through this um, well. 
And it, I don't know. It just, it feels redundant to me to not allow them to hang out with each other though, because they're on the ice with each other and with other teams. That feels redundant. I don't know why. It's just like, it feels like yeah. a useless policy to enforce. I feel like they need to make the policy stronger. Like, that's what I was, that's where, like, my point in terms of the meetings to have them done virtually, like, the players and the coaches are already in the locker rooms together. They're already on the ice together during practices, like, do meetings, like, team meetings. Meet, you know how, like, some teams, they have meetings in terms to go over, like, highlights, to go over power plays and stuff that are more off the ice. Like, what's the difference being on the ice and off the ice? Like, that's where I'm kind of un- trying to understand that. Because, like I mentioned, if a player and a coach are trying to have a conversation over Zoom, that's very different from a player and a coach having a conversation one-on-one in person. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Like Grace said, I think it was different in the summer when the players came into the bubble. There were cases and scares, like, you know, close calls, but not like we're seeing now. Like, there's been multiple teams now. That was pretty much all the new rules and changes for this upcoming NHL season. Now we can get to the fun stuff. Yeah, I'm very sorry. It was very, very news-heavy, content-heavy. It was just a lot of us spewing information that you probably already knew, but we had to say it anyway, just in case you didn't. But this season, we are implementing a lot new, more fun segments that will contain us having more fun, more conversation, and hopefully that'll make it fun for you guys to listen. This week, we're having trivia amongst Grace and Alessia. Trivia. 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 I will be, as how they say on TSN, the quiz master, asking the questions. I'll have the answers, and you guys will have to guess, of course. Some of these, I feel like are easy because I feel like if I, I know it because I haven't been a hockey fan for that long then hopefully you guys know it too and sometimes you guys it's a bold assumption Marjorie <laughs> you guys pay attention more than me and then I hopefully I added some hard ones maybe they're hard maybe they're didn't. not oh, hopefully I hope not <laughs> like okay what do I get if I win um bragging rights okay <laughs> All right, I'm logging off. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) I promise it'll be fun. Yeah, you guys. So enthusiastic. Okay. It better be competitive or else it kind of, you know, defeats the purpose of me doing this. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. First off, I want to say, disclaimer, I did not come up with these questions. Uh, I think I, I came up with one, but the rest I do not take credit for, so I'll say TriviaWell.com and TheQuiz.com. Thank you for your questions and answers. Numero uno. So nervous. My hands are sweating. What? Okay, hold on. Are you guys just going to say the answer at the same time? Or is it going to be like a ding, ding, ding? How are- I don't think we can do a buzzer. <laughs> I mean, we could just say ding. And whoever says ding first gets to answer. Sure, let's do that. That Great. sounds silly and I like it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. What team drafted? Rasmus Dahlin in the 2018 NHL entry draft. Ding. Yes, Grace, go ahead. Buffalo. Very yes. good. <laughs> Guys, I'm already Buffalo forgetting question. to say ding. Mark. <laughs> Unless you don't forget to say ding. I know, I was going to say it, but like, I have to say ding. Okay, never mind. You have to keep track or else I'm going to forget. Okay. Numero dos. Who wears... Number 19 
for the Chicago Blackhawks. Ding. Yes. Jonathan Taze. Oh yeah, good Thank one. Thank God Alicia. you said ding. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that one, Grace? You think I know numbers on the Blackhawks? <laughs> Come on. Okay, number three. Which ice hockey term is defined as oh the area contained between the blue lines? Ding. Yeah. The neutral zone? Beautiful. Let's on a roll. <laughs> Not me trying to picture what a hockey rink looks like in my head. <laughs> At first I was oh like, blue lines? I was like, right? Why did I think they were yeah, red? I had to... And then I remembered red was center and I'm like, hello. Like, I'm making the map in my head. I was like, what is this? Okay, this one's a funny one. So, which NHL player played guitar in a Swedish rock band called Box Play? What? Why do I know this? I feel like I know, like, I've when you say guitar, guitar, I was thinking Matt Duchesne for some reason, but... <laughs> no, he's Swedish. Yeah. Swedish rock band called Box Play. I could not search up... I was trying to search up information on the band. Could not find any. But Grace it looking is, it up. It is a real band. Do not look it up. <laughs> okay, I phone's see on the desk. Band. Sorry. Okay. Guesses? Come on. Unquist. Beautiful. Really? That was that was what I was gonna say from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist is was playing played guitar for this Swedish band, and then I was trying to find information on this band. I was like, because I've never heard this in my life. That. That's the only Swede that looks like he's like knows his music well. So okay, I was like, I, I got that I right. Of, I, I see that in him. I think I kind of expect him to be kind of that. I'm not know, rocker that. lifestyle. <laughs> okay, you have to. Okay, you have. I have one, two, three, four, four more questions. So Ooh, you I can, can pull ahead. I can make yeah, a comeback could, here. Yeah, you can make a comeback. Okay, next question. I won't. But <clears throat> who is? The highest paid defenseman in the NHL. And I'm going to make it a little easier for you guys. If you don't know, I'll give you two options. We have Mr. Eric Carlson and then Mr. Drew Doughty. Dang. Yeah. Doughty? No. Carlson. Yeah, Carlson. Come on, Grace. I'm not living my best life. So Eric Carlson makes 11.5. Why? Doughty makes 11. Oh. He's, he's, he's better than Doughty, though. Carlson's better than Doughty. It's a lot of money. Also, it's Eric Carlson. But either way, it's a lot of money. For the Sharks, it's also lots of money. Okay, so no one got that one. (laughs) Hold on. I lost my question. I'm just going to let Alessi answer first. Who was the top scorer for the 2019 2020 season? Scorer meaning goals or points? Like scorer. I'm smiling as if that context would change my answer at all. Okay, ding if it's goals, Pasternak. Okay, hold on. I lost you guys there for a second. (laughs) Hold on, let me clarify. I should have clarified. So I won't take any answers right now until I clarify. I meant by top score, I meant total points. Okay, ding. Okay, Alessia. Dreisaitl. Yes. Grace, come on. I love Dreisaitl. I thought you were going to do better than this. Listen, I also thought I was going to do better than this. <laughs> Come on. Where's your brain? It's up I in the clouds. It's with you, Marjorie. You have both brains <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, I have both brains today. <laughs> okay, second last question. Oh my gosh. 
what year did the original six era begin? Ding. Oh, okay. okay, go. Okay, great. 17, 1917? During the World War? The First World War? Are you insane? I don't know. I've been watching The Crown too much lately. Okay, I'm going to completely disregard that answer because I had to give you options for you to answer. Oh, okay. Okay, so we have well, Why'd you let me say a premature ding? Because I was like, what's going on? I just wanted to see if you got it. <laughs> okay, so there's 1942, 1936, 1940, and 1937. So 42, 36... 40, 37. Ding. Sure. 42? Yes. This is a cat. Ding? <laughs> Ding? Question mark? No, yes. Question mark? Okay. This last question is for all the, all the marbles. Even though Alessia is in the lead. I'm still not going to get it. You could get it, Grace. I, this is me That's being fair. fair. <laughs> it's like six to one. Marjorie's trying to fix my ego, okay? <laughs> Don't worry, Leslie, you'll probably get it. Okay. Oh my okay, God. that's betrayal. <laughs> okay. Who You're on Grace's the, side. Who was the all-time leader in penalty minutes? So we have Ty Domi. I tweeted about this. Who was it? Ding, yeah. Ty Domi. I already know. Ty Domi. Ding. No, you didn't let me finish saying all the, okay. all the options. Okay, go. Ty Domi, Dale Hunter, or Tiger Williams? Ding. Ty Domi. Yeah. Ty Domi. I said ding first. Guys, I said ding first. I even I said ding even before she finished the question. <laughs> Doesn't matter who said ding. You guys are both wrong. What? Hey, wait. Ding. No, you don't get a second ding. Why don't we get a second ding? <laughs> because it's first things only. I don't think that's a rule. It's my rule. I made up the quiz. Oh, maybe Ty Domi has the most. It's probably the most. I was going to say though. Dale Hunter. You're so wrong. <laughs> You know, you know, why? Tiger Williams. Oh my gosh. Why have I have, I haven't even heard that name for some reason. Like yes. it doesn't ring a bell to me. So Tiger Williams, his first name is Dave, but they call him Tiger for whatever reason. Oh, okay. He was drafted by the Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs. Oh. Um, a very long time ago. <laughs> he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 74-75 season. So that was his first NHL season. And Wait, is this all time? Yes, all time. Either way, Tiger Williams has all time is the all time leader with three thousand nine hundred and seventy one Italy. Ooh, grumpy minutes. boy. Dale Hunter is second, and then Ty Domi is third. So Jeez, you guys, I thought Ty Domi would at least be two or one. I thought he was top. Either way, both of you got that question wrong. But I don't like this quiz. But Alessia wins. Hey, don't hate the quiz. <laughs> okay, don't hate the quiz. Hate like the maker the of the quiz. All right, Marjorie. <laughs> no, don't hate either. Just, just have love. Have I love how me and Grace were so certain it was Ty Domi, but we probably got mixed up because I do believe he holds the record for fights. So maybe. I'm so hey, excited said, to ding before Alessia. I said my question correctly, so don't blame the question. But I'm blaming way, the question. Either way, Alessia won this round. Wait, which one? Marjorie, I need to know. Which one did you come up with? Which question was yours? Who was the top scorer for the 2019-2020? Of course it was. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Questions are hard to come up with. You know, there's just so much information. Do I go, like, 2000 eras? Do I go all-time NHL? So many things to ask. It was fun. I feel like my brain is on, like, is in flames right now. Like, I actually had to think for a minute. 
and it hurt me. Well, good. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to stimulate the old noggin. Oh, thank you, Marjorie, for looking after me. Trivia. 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 That was our very first trivia. I hope you guys enjoyed it, even though you're hating on it. <laughs> you guys are haters. But hey, I'm, I'm not hating on it. <laughs> yeah, Alessia's the winner, so she doesn't care. If Alessia lost, she'd be hating on it. Let's be real. <laughs> That's true. But it's a fun new little segment that we want to incorporate more often, have some more fun. I definitely had fun asking you guys since you guys are saying ding, 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 and then ding. <laughs> Very unique dings. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. You'll, there'll be definitely many more in the future because I definitely want to see you guys' reaction on questions I ask you. <laughs> the serious business. We had our fun. Now it's time for some open discussion. Put on our analyst hats, mainly YouTube. Great. Uh, since I will be asking once again more questions on your opinions on things. Quit asking me questions. <laughs> so my question for you is, who are or is your team or player to watch for this upcoming season? So first, we're going to go with Grace. Okay, drum roll. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Interesting. Elaborate, please. Okay, so I think everybody has, like, Tampa Bay. It's like, woo, defending champion. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going with the Columbus Blue Jackets no. because I think – that team's going to be a team to watch over the next, like, five years. They have a lot of, like, star players who are just coming into their prime. So they're not just, like, rookies anymore, younger players. Mm -hmm. They're actual reliable hockey players. So I think the Columbus Blue Jackets would be my team to watch this season. Interesting. Okay, Alessia, yours? Or players um, or teams, whichever you have. You can say it all. Just simple. Well, I kind of had, like, two. Okay. But one was Tampa Bay just to see how they would def defend a title. That's just basic. Knew it. <laughs> but the main one that I had was the Colorado Avalanche because I feel like this season their best case scenario is to win a cup with their roster Nathan McKinnon you have reigning Calder Trophy winner Kale McCarr who's young he he's been an impact since he joined Colorado now we saw them in the playoffs they were one of the favorites unfortunately that did not happen um but going into this season, I think they have a really stacked lineup. The only thing for them is kind of I'm watching out is their goaltenders. It's a really compact season, and their goaltenders need to stay healthy in order to for their season to basically be successful. But I guess the player that I'm watching on that team will either be Nathan McKinnon to drive that team to win a cup this year and reigning Calder Trophy winner Kale McCarr because he's been outstanding so far. And who's starter for Colorado again? Is it Grubauer? Yes, Grubauer and Philip Francis is the backup, I believe. Interesting. Very okay, good takes. Right. <laughs> Very refreshing <laughs> takes, I might say, since we're kind of um, going out of our natural area of expertise of the Vegas Golden Knights, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Montreal Canadiens. So <laughs> I did have to stop myself from saying Vegas. I will be honest with you. <laughs> I know, I, I had to stop myself from but saying like, the Canadians. I don't know, I feel like the Blue Jackets, why do I feel the need to defend this so much? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you liked the Blue Jackets this much. I just think they're like, they're underrated this year. Like, they're younger, this is the year for their team to like mold together. And also they brought in Max Domi. 
Oh, so that's like, so true. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. I think they're like, they're, they're trying to go for it. I think that this is a year, I don't know if they're going to win. Um, I don't think I'd put them that far up the ladder, but I think that this is a year for them to be good and to be impressive. So I don't know. I'm excited to see, see what they do. And I mean, Alessia, she's been on the avalanche even since uh, last season, you wanted them to win the cup. So not really too much of a surprise. I saw they said the avalanche, <laughs> but I still do think they're a great pick. Both picks. I think are very good picks to have, I guess, enough reason to be good picks in my opinion. So friends, good job. I love it. Love to hear these opinions. I like that I surprised the two of you. Yeah, you definitely did. That was was good. I was not expecting the blue jackets (laughs) whatsoever. But it's an interesting pick and I I, I kind of agree with you. I think they are a good team and they definitely have the right pieces to to make it for. As you guys know, I'm not very creative when it comes to titles. <laughs> I'm uh, a little formal when it comes to making titles. I don't know why, but this one is called Open Discussion Time. No fun, you know, fun times. Hopefully, we don't argue too much. No, we will. But I so basically with this new kind of segment, I will kind of be giving topics that are in the news lately that I feel like would have enough for us to talk about enough to make some of us argue with one another and hopefully make it fun and put our analyst hat back on. First, we're going to start off with Mr. Corey Crawford and his announcement that he is retiring after having a pretty successful career and definitely, Cups. definitely a future yeah. Hall of Famer. Please. Opinions. Okay, well, on the part that he has two Stanley Cups, good for him. Like, he's what, 36? I think so, yeah. So, you know, he's getting older. I hate that 36 constitutes a player being old, old in the I NHL. Know. I know. Um, but he's 36. He's getting older. And the Blackhawks, he probably wanted to retire in Chicago. I feel like yeah. that would be what he wanted yeah. to do. So now that he's playing with the Devils or was signed by the Devils, it was the right time to take a step back, I think. So, you know, good for him and wish him well. Yeah, I think, you know, he signed with the Devils. There was probably the intention to play another season before calling it a career. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a whole bunch of factors that come into retiring. And like Grace said, he probably most he most probably wanted to retire Blackhawk. And, you know, he was an integral part of their Stanley Cup wins in 2013, 2015. So what an amazing career, but it's so sad to see him retire because as we get older and as the years go on, we're going to see so many stars we grew up watching retire and it's, oh man. Yeah, definitely. It was, I mean, I don't think it was too surprising, but I think it was also surprising at the same time that he just, you know, decided to retire because he wasn't really maybe hinting at it too much last season because obviously he resigned with another team or he signed with another team so maybe he had like Grace said the intention of playing another season but maybe he just didn't see a bright future ahead with the Devils maybe he thought it was just time to call a career you know he got so many things uh, achieved you know he can you know check off a lot of things off of his bucket list and I'm sure he's he can die a happy man knowing that he retired at the very young age of 36, but like you guys said, it's a very old age in sports. It'll be sad to see him go. I definitely liked watching him. He's an amazing goaltender. Definitely, you know, you can't say really anything bad about him ever, but it'll be interesting to see um, what the Blackhawks do with now with their goalie situation, how they maybe can breed up another Crawford, 
and what the New Jersey Devils are left with since they actually don't have a lot of goaltenders in their system. <laughs> I think what I was gonna I was gonna say is I think they signed Crawford with the intention of him being a, a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. So now with his retirement, that's definitely gonna be something that the Devils have to kind of go back and figure out what they're gonna have to do. And they were lucky to land Crawford as a backup goalie because isn't oh, yeah. he? He's like high up on Chicago's wins list. I'm trying to think. He's third on Chicago's wins list. Well, he has 260 yes, wins. Yes, he's third. Yeah, so he's third. He only trails Tony Esposito and Glenn Hall. And then he is the franchise leader in postseason wins with 52. And then with the goalie situation in New Jersey, so the Devils have uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who they resigned. Yes. Um, they only have three other goalies on their camp roster. So one is Scott Wedgwood. He only has 24 games of NHL experience. Giles Sen, who only has two games. And Evan Cormier, who hasn't played an NHL uh, game in his life. Oh, it kept getting worse. So yeah. This is, a big, this is a significant <laughs> void that the Devils yes. have to. Yeah, that's a big gap. It's a definitely a big, big loss because... Mackenzie Blackwood is only 24 years old. And so we know young goalies have been kind of um, been the new thing in the league, but it's still a lot of pressure. I'm sure he wasn't expecting to take on such a big role. I'm sure he was probably going to divide up the role with Corey Crawford. It probably, Corey Crawford definitely wasn't probably going to be a backup backup. Maybe it was going to be maybe half and half or maybe him like 60-40, you know, 60 Blackwood, 40 Crawford. But it's still a big, big gap that they're going to have to fill very quickly. Well, well, and Crawford's um, contract with the Devils was pretty big for just a backup. So Marjorie, I agree. Like he'd probably do half and half because he was well over anything a backup would be getting paid. Yeah, it's close to $4 million a year, which is still quite a lot of money. Even though yeah. he was obviously getting paid a lot more before oh, yeah. people get paid a lot more. It's still, like you said, a lot for a backup. Yeah, and I and, think like um, in that case, they're paying for the fact that he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Of course, of course. Exactly. It, it's, it's the value that he adds to the team with experience. And him just being Corey Crawford, and everybody loves Corey Crawford. I don't think a lot of people hate that's Corey also, Crawford. I, I think for the black <laughs> or for the Devils, that's a big um, locker room loss for the Blackhawks yeah. too. When they um, when Crawford signed with the Devils, it's a big um, locker room loss because he brings that experience and that he can kind of lay those foundational values or fundamental values down for the younger players. So it's a it's a big gap for the Devils to fill both off ice and on ice. Yeah, yes. not only that, like. The Devils probably were, like, they were willing to spend that money because they knew how crucial it was to have a backup goalie, especially this season where every there's so many more back-to-back games. And you don't mm-hmm. always want to rely on your, you know, your top goalie to play all those games because that's, they're going to get teared down very easily. So that's probably why they went out, spent that extra money for Corey Crawford. So that's where the loss is for the Devils as well, especially in the locker room. And like you said, for the Blackhawks as well in the locker room. We'll have to see what the Devils do and how they kind of rearrange the roster to kind of, I guess, get the players that they need, especially since those other two goalies barely have um, experience. Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us and maybe the Devils will actually use them, but it'll have to be a quick change and it'll have to be, um, I don't know, a quick refresh in that for them to get the same value as they did for Corey Crawford. Next up, we have, okay, so you guys pounded on me last year for saying his name wrong, so I'm going to try my best to say his name right. <laughs> we have Zdeno Chara. Yes. <laughs> now, in Washington, he is no longer 
a Boston Bruin. I think we spoke about him the last couple episodes of the show when we were saying whether or not he was going to retire, if we saw him coming back. I think I said that I thought he was going to retire, and I think one of you guys said that maybe he'll be back. But either way, he's now in Washington. Thoughts? What do we think? And what do we think his role is going to be here? Because I I read somewhere, I think on ESPN, that he didn't want a reduced role in Boston. And uh, maybe that's why he's made the switch to Washington, because Washington does have a lot of older players on their roster. So maybe he'll have more of an equal space on there. But I don't know. What are you guys' opinions on that? I mean, I agree with the Bruins. They're kind of going in a younger direction right now. So it makes sense that they're like, they tell Chara that his role is probably going to be reduced. I completely get that. And I think in the last episodes of last season of the podcast, we spoke about how, I think we all kind of came to the general conclusion that if he stayed, like if Boston offered him a contract at a reduced price, obviously he would stay. If he wasn't offered a spot on Boston's roster, he would retire. But Washington picked him up and here we are for a very 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 low price oh yeah he's under seven hundred and ninety five thousand dollars so you know in my bank account that'd be a very big number but in the hockey player's (laughs) bank account that is very little and he is 43 so he is um he is definitely he's old he's old (laughs) never mind the 36 year old he's old he's old but um grace opinions well i mean i feel like if you've stuck with us for the past year and have listened to our show before you kind of stick with the narrative that my mom's a boston bruins fan (laughs) so when this news broke i think there was tears like i'm pretty sure there was at least one tear um but i think it's great for chari you know if he can't keep playing with boston if and if he can keep playing why not it kind of sucks though. I feel like it's like a blow to the to the player when they can only sign these one year contracts. Um, yeah. But you know, if it keeps them playing, go for it. So I think it's a good move for him, and I think it's a good move for the Capitals. Yeah, and it'll be exciting to watch, especially because Boston and Washington are now going to be in the same division, constantly playing each other. So it'll be nice to Chara see. Chara can fight Marshan now. Does anybody, anybody else think that's important? I think that's important. Marshan, and I think anybody would be happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll also be super interesting to see how he treats his uh, former teammates, how he treats the new captain, Mr. Patrice Bergeron, and um, what his dyna- dynamic and role is going to be on Washington. Because like I said, there's a lot of veterans on that team. So it'll be nice to see what he adds to the locker room. He has height, that's for sure. He's six foot nine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then with skates... I can't imagine a person who's six foot nine. Like, like, what would that look like? That has to be taller than my bedroom ceiling. Like, yeah, I can't fathom oh, that. Yeah. What does that look like? Looks like a monster. <laughs> it just looks like a monster. Like, come on. Nobody's that tall naturally. Well, obviously he well, is. No, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> with the skates on. With the skates on. But I mean, that's a lie because there are some people that are seven feet tall. Like, that's just that's just too much of a gap. That man, he can see everything. This is the first time I've actually put thought into it. Like, I always knew he was tall, but this is the first time I've thought about it. And it's kind of freaking me out. Yeah. Like, in the best way. Zidane Char, I'm not, like, making fun of you. I'm just... <laughs> I wonder what animal is that tall? <laughs> but it's a fair question. Like, Wait, what, maybe, let me like, Google a, search it. Like, maybe a baby giraffe? What stands up and is tall? Okay, a giraffe's giraffe. neck is seven feet. 
And then there you go. See? So a I part of a giraffe. I, I like how that's what Google gave me. <laughs> a giraffe's neck. I'm like, what animal is seven feet tall? And they're like, a giraffe's neck. <laughs> that animal. Thanks, Google. Sedano Chara is now in Washington. He's no longer a Boston Bruin. Can you imagine being as tall as a giraffe's neck? Oh my god. <laughs> Now we're never going to get past this. <laughs> we're never going to get over okay, this now. Sorry, keep going, keep going. Either way, yeah, I think you guys gave your opinion on that matter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> then, then, then maybe we can move on to the next topic of discussion. Serious face again. Our very last topic is division sponsorships. Who and cares? You don't care about division sponsorships? Sorry. Give me a minute. You keep going. I'll continue on after. Come on. You're like, okay. I think what Grace is no, trying I'm to say No, I'm saying, is, why are people like, so upset? Okay. Exactly. Like, let them sponsor them. Who cares if there's a decal on the helmet? Who cares if they have a patch on their jersey? I literally could not care less. Wait, did you say decal? Yeah. <laughs> That's decal? Why? I, I say decal. decal. I say decal. I say decal too. I've Is that a Northern it. Ontario thing? I've never heard anyone in my life call it a decal. Yeah, it's a decal. Oh, they always said it in school as decal. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> I've just always said it as decal. <laughs> either way, <laughs> I, I either way I agree. The decal, the decal thing is the like, decal. You could just say the sticker. The, the sticker. sticker. <laughs> The logo placement on the helmet. The advertisement on the helmet. There we go. It's like barely there. Like let's say like take the Leafs for example. The Scotiabank um, logo is very very plain and simple. It's basically an S. So when you see it on the helmet you can barely even notice it. It's like not even a big deal. I saw them the other day and I actually kind of think they look nice. Yeah, and I highly doubt any yeah. other teams that have sponsorships on the helmet, which I, they all do, but I'm saying whoever sponsors them, I highly doubt it's atrocious. Or like, like, as long as you don't put face. a giant Chuck E. Cheese on your helmet, I think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them are a little strange, but when I'm thinking about it, Rogers is going to have their their logo on, like, so many helmets. <laughs> <laughs> because whose stadium is named after? So they have Edmonton? the Canucks. The Edmonton, and I know there's another stadium because me and my brother-in-law were talking about this the other day, and I'm pretty sure there are three stadiums that are named after Rogers. So Rogers is getting a heck of a lot of uh, advertisement. The division sponsorships. I know one of my friends. She was she was kind of upset about it, but I'm just saying it was like I don't know. It's not that much of a big deal. I'm like it's not like you're gonna be saying. The Scotia Bank North Division. Like I'm just gonna say the freaking North Division. I'm not gonna say all of that. It's just it's just for them to get their screen time and their airtime. Yeah, nobody's nobody like in terms of like the sponsorships for the divisions. Nobody's saying you're obligated to call it division the Scotia Bank Division. Just say North Division. It doesn't matter. The, the NHL basically exactly. they're just trying to make money because they lost a lot of money. That's it, and they're doing it in the smallest ways possible. Yet there's still people who are complaining, which I really don't understand. People just like to, to talk about things and like to pick at things and like have like having something to complain about. I didn't realize I was so upset about that. <laughs> I think it's just because like it's all I've seen on Twitter for weeks. Yeah. At least we get to watch hockey. Exactly. Like, just exactly. be happy. Just live life freely, like, my friends. Fortunate. Just, you know, soak it in. Stop being a soak weenie. It in. <laughs> like, Plus, come on. Fans are 
fans are already seeing like so many advertisements all over the boards so like what's honestly i don't think it's a big deal and as of right now it's for the season because they need the money and they need you know to get revenue from somewhere or get whatever they need somewhere maybe they'll revisit it next season once they have the actual consensus on how people feel about it but come on like it's not a big deal I don't know it's a silly thing to kind of get heated about I'm sure people are gonna forget about it once the games start playing and they're gonna see that's not really that much of a difference you know you watch the games of sports on TSN there's an ad every five seconds you know this segment was brought to you by by this or yeah you have the broadcasters saying ads yeah so it's literally no different. It's just that I think the difference is that they're more aware of it and they think that they can do something about it, but in reality, they can't. You know, they can't control what these what these broadcasters and what these leaks put on screen. That was kind of our two cents. We on. got really mad about that. I got really mad about yeah. that. <laughs> it's like out of all the topics, this is a really <laughs> weird topic to get mad about. It got really heated in here for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> But um, it's probably because that's all we've been seeing on Twitter for like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, people just love to voice their opinion on Twitter. It's up to you to decide what you read and what you take in as actual valid information, which is important because you can place the blame on the writer as much as you can on the reader and how much they take that seriously. But we're not we're not here to talk about social it's media. Got really deep. <laughs> yeah. We're here to talk about hockey and. That was all the hockey we had to talk about today, which was a lot. Everybody's being placed on waivers. We don't know what else you want us to say. There's just There was just so much to talk about, and I'm sure there'll be lots more to talk about next week once we've seen a lot of these games being played. It'll be interesting to see how these teams play each other, especially since they're playing each other like a million times in like a span of so little time. But I'm definitely excited to get things going. I'm super excited that we started the show up again. I definitely missed it. It definitely feels like it's finally part of my routine again. I feel normal again. <laughs> so <laughs> it was always nice talking to you guys as always. I hope you guys enjoyed this new kind of format that we have set out in place. Just hoping you guys are enjoying it, having more fun with us. And I know for sure that we're definitely having more fun with it as well. Until next time. Like I said, there's going to be lots of hockey. Enjoy watching all the hockey because I know for sure that we are. And for now, we're going to stick with our old little outro. Keep your sticks on the ice. And your heels on the dance dance floor. floor.